Welcome to Loinlander, the most unofficial Outlander podcast on the internet or anywhere. I'm your host, Megan. And I am your host, Joe, for a couple more weeks. Yeah, I know. We're coming on to the last episode and they're saying it's going to be like 2020 before season five. I know. How? I'm, I'm crushed. <laughs> I am How? devastated. Okay. I am. It is going to be hard not to do podcasts on right. this. This is going to be... There's I mean, going to be a void. I'll miss Loinlander. Yeah, and Outlander. Wow. Our friends. Our friends. Which ones? Jamie and Claire and Roger. Murtaugh. And Murdy. I'll miss Murtaugh. And, I'll miss Murtaugh. And John Gray you'll miss. Lord John Gray, big fan. Yeah. Big big episode for him, too. Yeah, it was. Okay, well, So we're here to talk about episode 411, If Not For Hope. Mm-hmm. So this episode was written for television by two people, Shin- Shenna Felwell, I'm not sure how to pronounce her name, who wrote Blood of My Blood, and that was the one with William and Lord John. I'm going to say Sheena Fuel. Fuel? Fuel? Yeah, yeah, that sounds better than what I said. (laughs) And also Bronwyn Garrity, who wrote Savages, which was an excellent episode. So these two writers have in the past written very good episodes for season four. And let's round out the all hard name team with our director. (laughs) Female director Marzi Almas. Canadian, by the way. Nice. Shout out to Canada. Canada. And uh, also, uh, interestingly enough, she has a background with a lot of superhero TV shows. Oh. Yeah, she's she's done a lot of uh, sci-fi, almost action-y kind of stuff. So I'm not sure she got lost on the way to directing one of her other shows. And they're just like, hey, you want to do this one? They're like, okay. You know what? This was a really good episode with a lot of very good character beats. And some of the smaller characters had bigger roles and had a lot of great scenes to them. Well, let's let's figure out which was which. We can, we can get into okay. it for sure. So this episode starts with a cold open. Yes. Do you remember what it was? Cold open of a cold shower. Yeah, or probably a hot shower. Maybe a hot shower. I would prefer a hot shower. And you, it's Roger in the shower. Mm-hmm. And you said... He went back. I was happy. You I said, th- good for you, Roger. Generally, people don't do sensible things on this show. And I'm like, thank God. Someone finally did something sensible. Oops. Well, it's not that he did something stupid. I think it's that he got recaptured. So the last time we saw him, he was crying by those stones, wondering if he should go back. I think he got recaptured because, of course, when he comes out of his daydream, that the Mohawk guy throws something at him and says, do not try and escape again, which mm-hmm. makes me feel like he didn't come back. What did they, they, they tase him? Like he was, he was literally millimeters. They just had to like boop and touch it, and he was bad. Like I mean, even that, if they were right behind him, he still would have been able to go through if he wanted no, to. No, he couldn't. Don't you remember in the episode Both Sides Now, where Claire I, I hears don't. Frank through the stones in season one, right? And she runs up, and she's just about to put her hands on the stones, and, and the red coats pull her back, and she screams in agony, but she can't do anything. Roger was really close. I feel like Claire was that close too. I feel like he could have he could have made it if he wanted to. He chose to stay. I mean, that's the romantic way to look at it, right? I guess. He chose to stay for Brianna. Probably. You'd think he'd be daydreaming and fantasizing about her and not the shower. He's probably like, what the deuce did I do? I could have been having a shower right now. Yeah. That's what I would. That's what I thought. Yeah. Dumbass. So then we have the opening and the title shot, which mm-hmm. is a bunch of drawings of the slaves on Aunt Jocasta's plantation. Yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Brianna's drawing and crying. And miserable. Yeah. And Lizzie comes in. Oh, just annoying. <laughs> yeah, and she's Brianna's oh, and drawing. She apologizes for making a mess of things, right? She away. does. Yeah. And Brianna. Well, at first Brianna's drawing like a spooky picture or something like that, right? Yeah. Like of all her, basically like visualizing her emotions. Yeah. And Lizzie's like, "Oh my God, you've been captured by the devil" or something like that, and says something Lizzie and annoying. And you said, yeah, she should apologize. It was her fault. It was her fault. Everything was her fault, really. Um, But Brianna's not mad at Lizzie anymore. She reaches out and holds her hand. Yeah. And But she does say that she's still very angry at Jamie. Right, yeah. She she says, I cannot forgive him for the things that he said to me. And it's like, you can forgive Roger for what he said to you in Wilmington. She's channeling her rage. Yeah, all at Jamie. It's convenient for her. Meanwhile... Claire and Jamie are searching for Roger. Roger. Yeah. With young Ian, who is just doing his best. He comes running back after speaking to the Cherokee and he's like, okay, so he's 
he's over here and it'll take us about two months to get there. Which doesn't make much sense to me because I just feel like not that much time has passed that there would be months ahead of him. Two months. And Brianna looks about two months more pregnant than the last time we saw her, right? So I think they're showing time passing that way. Plus, Myrta has already been, he's gone back and he's, so he's he's made sure she's arrived safely. He's gone back and he's doing all of his regulator stuff. He's been living with Marceline and Fergus for a while. Yeah, I, it would be, I would love some sort of, I said this last year too, um, I would love some, just, you know, the occasional time stamp you, in there. Yes, you always just are. Just to give us a... Yeah. I like that sort of thing. I You're like yearning kinda... for timestamp. And I, th- I feel like the fact that they don't show timestamps is basically a big middle finger to people who haven't read the book, right? Because yeah. they're just assuming, well, they've read the book, so they understand right. that this has happened yeah, at this point. And you're, I think you're totally right, because for someone who has not read the book and is actually trying to follow along with the story <laughs> and isn't just there for the beefcake club, it's like it, it's... It, it doesn't make a lot of sense sometimes, you know, chronologically, it seems really weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and this is one of the, the really weird ones. It's like two months. He can't be, you know, it seems like Roger was just, you know, whacked in the face, you know, four days ago. No, months. Well, no, I, I mean, obviously, but yeah. but from a TV show standpoint, yeah, uh, from a storytelling standpoint. So um, that I thought it was kind of an interesting moment when... Uh, Jamie says, okay, well, will will the Cherokee take us to Roger? And Ian's like, no, they won't. But, and Jamie's like, well, we have fur and whiskey. And, but Ian's basically like. like, Really far. They're in upstate New York. And right now they're in North Carolina. Yeah. And it shows Ian is in with pretty much all the Native Americans. Because then he tries to comfort him. And he's like, Uncle Jamie. Um, I speak some Mohawk and the guy I sold Roger to actually spoke English. So it's going to be okay. But he's very, I feel like he's very in. Yeah, I think so too. Maybe taught by John Quincy Myers, who we've never seen I again. know. What the heck? Why did they keep him alive? And then... I, I don't know. This would have been a... You would think that oh my this is where John That's Quincy Myers really would, would crush it. It's That's like, hey, really we have to go point. save Roger from the Mohawk. Who will we talk to? Whoever could we speak to that might have some insight on this situation? That's such a good point. Like, why, why didn't they? Like, why keep him alive if, if they're not going to actually... He was the expert. Yeah, if they're not going to use him in an intelligent way, which is kind of what they do in this show. No, um, but maybe there's... If any of the listeners know why they didn't... <laughs> why they wouldn't have asked John Quincy Myers, can a, you... Also tying into them keeping him alive? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Write please. us at LloydLander at gmail.com. Twitter. Twitter at Loinlander. at Loinlander, or just on our uh, Loinlander podcast group page on Facebook. Yeah, because it would be interesting if someone has some. Insight. Uh, I'm curious. Yeah, if someone wants to wants to give a little insight on it, uh, I would be I would be very interested. And also, just a quick aside, we've we've uh, we've really uh, we've gotten some really great input from you guys on a lot of the things we talk yeah. about, uh, and you know, none of it uh, surprisingly, considering how hard I am in the show. Almost none of it is, you know, negative or coming at me. It's, but it's, it's, uh, it's an open discussion, and we really yeah. like it. Like we got a really great email last week from from our last podcast um, with someone discussing uh, Brianna and Roger. yeah, Brianna and Roger and their thoughts mentally on why they act the way they do, and basically because we were being critical, like why would Brianna critical, be right. hitting and yeah, yelling, and why would Roger? You know, and, and and this this writer basically said, well, you know, Brianna is essentially a privileged rich kid, and an only you know, child and from an two only child, well-off parents right? who spoiled her. Yeah, and and Roger is the son of a minister who you know is is going to be brought up very strict and, and stern and old-fashioned. So it actually kind of flipped me a little bit. And uh, so yeah, so these are the things that can change my mind. So <laughs> it was uh, it was a really insightful email. Yeah, if only the show was as intelligent as the people that write us. <laughs> Anyway, it is sometimes we just miss it, right? I, uh, it's you can't miss it if it's not there. So then, what happened next? So, well, during this interaction between Youngie and Claire and Jamie, we learn that Claire is apparently or seemingly so giving Jamie the cold shoulder still because Young Ian yeah. is like, you know, he's really suffering. He feels awful. Why are you mad at him? And she says, I'm not mad I'm at him. I'm not mad at him. I don't talk to him. I hate him. But no, I'm not mad at him at all. Young well, you Ian. learn later that she's just really angry at the situation and at herself. Right. Because she knows it's her fault. Yeah. All that- she would have had to say when she told him Bran has been raped and she's pregnant. Also, and this is key, it's it was, by it, Stephen. It was Steve 
Bonnet. Right. Yeah. Because he would have known that the man he ass whooped wasn't Stephen Bonnet. Yeah, he would have been so like, it's, yeah. The yeah. blame is 50-50. Half Lizzie, half Claire. Yes. So then None we, Jamie. You know what? I, this reminds me. The next scene was with Fergus. And you were not complaining about Fergus. Did Fergus not bug you in this episode? He was no, pretty palatable, hey? Yeah, he was He was all right in this episode. I, it was, I don't, I feel like he's losing his bad accent, or maybe they told him to change it. <laughs> no, it's not bothering me No, it's the same anymore. accent. I don't know. It's half or Scottish, just, half French. Maybe I've just accepted my fate. Yeah. And, you know, we're close to the end of the season. I'm just pushing through. So he's looking for Stephen Bonnet. He's yeah. trying to find out where he is. Right. And um, he sees a picture. He sees the wanted picture of Myrta, and he rips it down quickly and walks away. Right. Which is a nice thing to do. Yeah, except, uh, do you remember what my, my thoughts on the wanted poster <laughs> yeah. were? Like, why does he look so happy in the wanted poster? He's all just, like, gleefully smiling. I was like, I'm not turning that guy in. He I looks know. like he'd be fun at a picnic. He looks really happy yeah, in like, that picture. Yeah, like, why? That's not I don't a, know. I didn't notice a criminal it. at all. I didn't notice the first time. He's all time. just like, ta-da! It, it, like, it, I don't know. It's the worst wanted poster ever. Yeah. He looks cute. He looks really cute. I know, cute. I know. Yeah. Well, that's the guy you want to... You don't want to turn that guy in. Speaking of cute, Fergus is like a nice looking actor, but because of the way you talk about him all the time, I think of him as not because you're so annoyed. And when I was watching him without you, I was like, this is a nice looking actor who's doing a great job in this. Why does Joe not like him? But then you didn't mind him in this episode. I didn't mind him, but he's just always that he's the, and I, you know, it's probably not the actor. I'm sure he's just fine, but for some reason that character, even when he was scruffy little Fergus, I don't know, it's always just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. The way he says, me lord. Me lord. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't really, I don't really like him. I, I also, it also bugs me when characters lose appendages. Yeah, you, although yeah, you've always had a problem with They've that. done what I like where they just give him the quote unquote, he has the wooden hand, which is just a quote unquote brown glove yeah. that he's wearing, which. That's I, your favorite I, way yeah, to deal Yeah, that's my favorite way. Okay, yeah, exactly. Good, good. good. So then back at River Run. We have Phaedra, and she's all ready to fit Brianna for a new dress. And right. you really liked Phaedra. I love Phaedra. Which is so interesting, the Why? characters that you glom onto. Because just... you liked her right from that horribly depressing 12 Years a Slave yeah. episode. That number two. What was that one called? I can't remember. Oh, me either. That was so upsetting. S- strike them from my memory. Um, uh, you know, she's, I, I don't know, I really like the character. She's really interesting, and she's inter- sassy and kind of fun and, you know, playful for... Uh, yeah, yeah, especially you, yeah. considering her position it in was, life, she's do, do no she, harm. Yeah, do no harm. And yeah, did she's, tons she's of harm. Uh, yeah, tons of harm was done. But yeah, no, she's mind. I don't know. She just uh, yeah, I, I like her. I like her interactions. Yeah. So, did you notice in this scene where she's trying to get Brianna ready to get dressed up and get a new dress fitting that she has a Scottish accent? I did notice that. Yeah. And what did you think of that? Um, did it strike you as strange that a slave from? Yeah, it, it it did a little bit, and in my mind, I kind of tried to puzzle out why she would have a Scottish accent, and the only sad uh, explanation I could come up with is that she was born into slavery, yep. so she was just around people with Scottish accents, so that was the accent and she picked exactly up. And that's exactly the case, because people were criticizing. They were like, it doesn't make sense. Why does Phaedra have a Scottish accent? And the writers defended themselves and basically said... Because she's been brought up in Jocasta's house from the time she was mm-hmm. three years old. And research shows that a, a lot of slaves, especially the slaves like Ulysses and Phaedra who lived in the houses with the owners. Yeah. If they were Scottish or English, that the slaves would just have those accents too. Because right. And Ulysses is older, so he probably was unfortunately, not, well... There's no fortunate or unfortunate, but he wasn't born into slavery, I would assume. Yeah. Or, you know, somewhere else. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, but Phaedra's young enough that she probably was. Yeah. So, so that's why she has a Scottish accent. Yeah. Um, and speaking of accents, though, shouldn't Brianna have a Boston accent? Have we talked about this before? Yeah. She kind of Shouldn't has... she have, like, a strong Boston accent? She was born and raised in Boston. And I also feel like... I, I don't know because I didn't live at that time, mm-hmm. but I just almost feel like it's weird that some of the people in the show would have American accents that are that strong. But it's only Brianna. None of the rest of them. Well, speak no, like that. John. Well, John Quincy Myers didn't have a. He had a, this weird sort of interesting cadence. It wasn't really an accent, but he didn't speak with like. 
Brianna's, I am going to the store. This is my credit card. You know, like like she yeah. speaks like a standard American mm-hmm. and no one ever calls her out on it. No one's ever like... Uh, no, uh, I think Leary did right off the bat and said, you have a strange accent. Well, she was also in the Highlands of Scotland where... I've been to the Highlands of Scotland and a lot of times you can't even understand what some people yeah, are saying. That's they true. have very thick accents. Yeah. But you would think, especially in... Like when we had the scene, which were was I think coming up next, where she meets you know lords and ladies and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah, you would think that that would come up in conversation. Oh, that's an interesting accent. Where are you from? You know, and no one ever ever questions her on it. Yeah, convenient, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Especially so, considering that it's uh, sorry. Especially considering that it is a fake accent that Sophie Skelton is in fact british is she not yeah she's english yeah so yeah so like Which, I don't why know, didn't they, they, they could have given her any accent why didn't they just hire an american actress it was one of my pet peeves yeah oh i know it is yeah uh so she asks phaedra to sit down so she can paint her yeah and a lot a lot of people draw her sorry and a lot of people have said and phaedra obviously is uncomfortable yeah but she does it anyways right and a lot of people have said that this act of brianna forcing Phaedra to sit there while she draws her is the same as forcing her to do work as a slave. Like she's I mean, doing it against her will because she has to because Bran is making her, right? But Bran is probably considered considers herself to be like a good person and she's like, oh, she's beautiful. I want to draw her. But it's like Phaedra doesn't want to be drawn, but she has to because. Which is very uncomfortable for sure. But, but then when, you know, I can see where people were coming, would be coming from with that, but I. I don't know because when she sat down and she's like, "Well, why would you want to draw me?" And when she and she's she, yeah, she said you're beautiful, and then she just you know obviously, obviously she's never heard that from a white person. I know. Before. I was waiting for and, her to say, "And I've uh, never been called beautiful." Well, I mean that's basically she just kind of like has that. There's like a beat where she just kind of she's just like, "Thank you." Yeah. You know, and, and she was still uncomfortable, but I think, you know, I think that's why she went with it. Maybe. Yeah. So. And Jocasta and Brianna then have a heart-to-heart about, because uh, Jocasta, first of all, how great is she, hey? Oh, I love this actress. She's yeah, I, I, steals every single scene. And if I hadn't seen her before, I would believe that she was blind. Yeah, no kidding, because uh, she plays, um, we, we've both watched the, another show called Orphan Black, yeah. which she plays a very big role in, and she is not blind, and she is she's completely different. Yeah, she's yeah. like tough as nails, different gun shooting, door kicking, like she's a completely different character. Yeah, and, uh, and looks I, much younger. Yeah, much younger, and so I bought that character, and I buy this character. She's a really good actress. She's so good. Yeah. And that's something that's so interesting about Outlander, right? You've got such strong strong actors most of them some and of them and then you have Sam Heumann hey what? what oh sorry is that, I just assumed that's what you were going to say no no, no. Uh, oh sorry <laughs> my mistake you're being ridiculous right now Fergus who are we talking about who are you going to pull out Sophie Skelton oh Sophie Skelton sorry my mistake. right right and and to me when Sophie Skelton is like she's basically the lead in this episode we're following her story now well yeah i mean she's she's almost been the lead for since, two episodes since they since they took over the since she basically went back went, in time went back in time which when you think about it maybe kind of explains why they you know did the tease and tease and tease and tease and tease of it for so long because they realized that you know if they don't give people a heavy dose of Claire and Jamie off the top, they're going to be, they might tune out. I mean, it's a risky, if in this episode, Claire and Jamie are very, very secondary characters. They have For the last scenes? few episodes, really. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we are, we've got Sophie Skelton as the star. Yeah, she's, the story, since she came through the stones, the story has been her story. Which is, I mean, that is a risky, risky game. It is, for sure, yeah. So, anyway, she's up against the actor that plays Jocasta, Marie Doyle yeah. Kennedy. And they have a heart-to-heart about um, her grandmother, Ellen, and her grandfather, Brian, Jamie's parents. And she gets a little... Did you listen to that interaction at all, the story about Jamie's parents? And Yeah, well, it's actually hugely important to what happens later. It's It's, you know, it seems like a nice story, but it's actually just really strong foreshadowing as to what Jocasta is about to do. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting, too, because, you know, people always ask Diana Gabaldon, who's 
I think she's now written the ninth book and she said there will only be 10 books about Claire and Jamie and then people are like what are you going to do when you're done like are you going to write about you know so and so's kids and their kids and she said no if she's going to do anything she's going to write about it's going to be a prequel it's going to be about Brian and, and Ellen right great Jamie's parents so I feel like they're kind of they show the importance of them frequently throughout this series where they give us little hints about them. Setting it up for the future. Yeah. Past Lander. So, and Brianna agrees after having the conversation with Aunt Jocasta. She says, you know what? You're right. Conversation is good right. for the heart. I'll go to the dinner. But Jocasta's trying to secret prettier up. She's like, you need a new dress. I have these earrings. <laughs> yeah. You didn't want to try on a dress. Well, luckily... Phaedra has one of my dresses. She's going to adjust her. Yeah. Like, you're getting in a dress, kid. Yeah. you don't want a new dress? No problem. Take this old dress that's right. been revised. Yeah. yeah. Phaedra's already working on it upstairs. Yes. Yeah. Meanwhile, Marsley, in the middle of the night, because Murtaugh is staying with Marsley and Fergus, in the middle of the light, night, Marsley comes in, purposefully wakes Murdy up. He's sleeping on the yeah. floor. She just starts rattling around, and he, like, opens his eyes super irritated, and she hands him a... Uh, cup of tea or coffee. Sorry, I woke you. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> yeah. Let's have a conversation. Right. Murtaugh can't fool him. He's like ready. So she bas- she asks him to ask Fergus to be part yeah. of his army. Well, because yeah, earlier in the episode, Fergus came in. He was super bummed out because he only has one hand. And uh, so she's trying to... Man- make him feel like a man. Yeah, yeah. Basically make him feel wanted. Murtaugh is like, he doesn't have a hand. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Why don't you just shoot him? And she's annoyed that he's wearing his boots and her blankets. Yeah. He kicks the boots off. Yeah, I like how she says, yeah, if I'm going to shoot anybody, it's going to be the person that puts his boots on my blankets. Just that was my boots. favorite Marsley line. Was it really? Yeah, no, I like that. She's a strong character. No, she's good. Um, and I told you, I don't know if you picked up on it, but I feel like there is very good chemistry between Marsley and Myrta. Yeah, I don't want to start like rumor lander here, but you uh, you like, you, you imply like, that maybe there is a little too good. I think they're having sex in real life. What you I can't do. say that I think they on are. Lo- Lloyd Lander exclusive. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. You can't say that they are hot together. Really, there's that scene where they're talking, and then they're a little flirty. There's just something between these two actors, and then later on when he does ask Fergus. Mm-hmm. And we can get into this later. But when he does ask Fergus to join and Fergus says, no, but thank you so much. So it honors Fergus. But he says, I need to be here with my family. And Myrta starts walking out and Marsley stops him by putting her hand on his shoulder. And I was like, that's not the only time this actress has put her hand on that actress. Oh, boy. I feel like the two of them, I don't know. You heard it here first. Wow. Loin, 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 lander exclusive. I am very perceptive. I'm very perceptive. Did you not pick up on chemistry between... Did anyone pick up on chemistry between these two actors? Watch those scenes again, guys. (laughs) Write us at loinlander at (laughs) gmail.com. Write loinlander on Twitter or the loinlander podcast Facebook group. There is something there. And can you blame her? Look at Murta. People are going to blow their heads off when you say that. Look at Murta. I mean, Can you a, blame he's her? A, he's a dashing man. Well, and we'll get into what you said. About yeah, him. I had some comments about Marissa. Yes, you later in the did. episode. Later in the episode. Brianna is then introduced to all of the single male suitors. It's yeah. all male so, suitors. So she's presented, she's basically. She's presented. And, and she doesn't know what the hell is going on. She doesn't know about being presented. Totally. She doesn't, she's, she has not a sniff as to what's happening. But I feel like we need to talk about how seamless... Ulysses' support of Aunt Jocasta is. Oh, And yeah, if yeah. you noticed it, like, Aunt Jocasta will be standing there, blankly staring ahead, and Ulysses will just touch her on the shoulder, yep. and she'll say, can I introduce everyone to my Well, he does niece? tell her. He does say, he does Oh, does say, he that yeah, time? But yeah, there's yeah, other times where he'll, coming down the stairs. where he'll just touch her, yeah. and then she'll be like, oh, hello. Yeah, like, yeah, no. He is her eyes and ears, for sure. Well, eyes more than ears. Yeah. yeah. They've got a great relationship, hey? I mean, as great as that relationship could be, but yes, yeah. Good Great, point. Greater Good for point. her than him, I'm sure. But yeah, yeah they, they are uh, they are a, a team. Yeah. Of sorts. As much as you can be. Right. Yes. And then at this dinner party, well, first of all, you recognize the guy. Yeah, one of them is Billy Boyd from Lord of the Rings. It's Pippin from Lord of and the Rings. this is what I mean about this show. They have these incredible actors, right? I don't know if I'd go ahead and call Billy Boyd well, an incredible he's very actor, well but he's, he was in a very large franchise. And he for did a sure. great job in For this. those who don't know, he was the hobbit that was not on Lost. Right. Right. And not so Charlie, Elijah Wood or... Charlie was the other one the other from guy, Lost, right? From Goonies. Goonies? I don't know. 
Know, anyway, whatever. Charlie, yeah, he was he was he was Charlie's friend. I can't watch yeah. those shows; they are way too boring for me. Back to Lord of oh, the Rings is boring. That's for correct. You. Can we talk about something? Can we talk about Outlander, please? Because I want to. I want to oh be entertained. Oh my god! Here. This is dropping <laughs> bombs left and right. In this, anyway, go ahead. Let's so, carry on. At this dinner party, uh-huh. who walks in? But Lord John Gray. Lord John Gray. Well, I just want to rewind before. So there's obviously like this competition between lieutenant wolf yeah the hobbit and lieutenant wolf who's just gross and that super nice guy that super tall oh, yeah. guy who is actually very open to her drawing slaves and right seems yeah, like he yeah. disapproves of his, his mother mo- his mommy is not Im- impressed with it at all and i thought that sophie skeleton might do a little pull a little clarant there but she uh well jocasta reined it in i know she was like i know aren't they so ridiculous the young these people days? they're Let's so go- stupid yeah. Yeah. yeah she's so good right so then Lord John Gray arrives. Yeah, at the dinner. And all I can hear when he talks is charm, 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 because he's so charming. And I'm like, why? One thing I never really noticed about him before, and I don't know why I didn't, it's he looks like a vampire. He does. Yeah, and you're instantly like, yes, he does. I don't know if you've thought that before. As soon as he walked in, he looks great, but you were like, there's something about him that reminds me of a vampire and i yeah. said yeah totally yeah. i can yeah, see so that if i had not seen enough scenes of lord john gray in the day i would have maybe thought. started to think he was a vampire yeah you've also seen him almost die and vampires don't die they don't so. die they're already dead they don't get the measles yeah yes and then at the dinner party brianna plays a psychology game what did you think of this because she is a engineer she's a historic remember she was gonna she what's was a her, history major name? with they said she was an engineer i thought she was... what does brianna do write us at lawyerlander <laughs> gmail.com anyway she's got this psychological game that she pulls out of nowhere mm-hmm, mm-hmm. apparently all of a sudden now she's and she basically Freud. outs the guy that's sitting across yeah from her. she's like so you want forgiveness from jesus because you're gay and it's a secret from your mom. And he's like, right. I need some air. I got to get the F out of here. Yeah. And like, Brianna, and, that's yeah, really and, inappropriate. And she's like, hee hee. And uh, yeah. And no, one, I don't know. It was, it was really kind of weird. Did that yeah. happen in the book? No. The psychology game, as far as I remember, did not happen in the book. And then Hobbit is like, let's talk about, let's go for yeah. a walk while I tell you who I saw in the forest. Uh, and she faints. A genuine faint. Really? Because I thought it was a fake faint. I thought it was a real faint. No, I think she just knew that he was trying to hit on her, and she was like, oh, I feel faint. Because then as soon as she got into the back, they're like, oh, she's feeling much better now. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I think she was just just getting out of the room. But I want to talk about the table a little bit and how gross it was with, like, Hobbit and Lieutenant Lech. Like, they were just disgusting. Is that how it happened? Like, were two, like, lecherous... 40 year olds would just be like i love you 20 like it was in the olden days oh for sure disgusting it was gross it was a little bit gross um when she fainted oh oh, yeah um i'm doing air quotes fainted yeah i don't know again it was this really great moment where uh jocasta just turns her head and says what has happened and ulysses is right there he's like she fainted but john gray caught her yeah what would she do without ulysses i mean not see not see Yeah. yeah So they, he, he, John Gray escorts her into a room to sit down and she's like, thank you. I'm already feeling better. And Lizzie comes in and says, oh no, in your condition. Right. Lizzie, you you moron. And you were like, I heard you have everything under control. Can I come here and fuck something up, please? (laughs) That's Lindsay's motto. Yeah. So Lizzie, 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 whatever. (laughs) Just annoying. Should be her name. Yeah. Yeah. So John Gray's like, "Oh, really? Are you pregnant?" He's well. He's like, I mean, he knows. This. You see him jerk his head, and then he's right. like, "So am I to understand that you're expecting a baby?" Right. Like he, you can't. Yeah, he's not. John Gray's a smart cookie. So he sits down, and she just like starts telling him everything, as you would. He's he's someone you would confide you in. You confide in John Gray. So she said, "My father sold him to the Mohawks. We were hand fast." And his response. Oh, that is a predicament. <laughs> and then you were like, okay, I'm going to fuck off now. There's a lot more drama here than I expected. Because <laughs> he did seem like he wanted <laughs> he to just, leave just right left, away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Jocasta comes and sits down and they have a frank. She's like, can I speak frankly to you, Aunt Jocasta? Right. And she's, she's like, like, that's my dad's name. 
And but uh, she does. Uh, Is that like a? Oh, I I hear what you're saying. Okay. And Aunt Jocasta says you've been doing it all night. Why would you ask now before you start doing it? Like she's super annoyed at her. Right. Um. And then she calls her out on it as to what's actually happening. She's like, I feel like you were trying to set me up. And she says, and I don't, I don't want a husband. And Jocasta says, what does want have anything to do with it? You, yeah. you, he's dead. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's long gone. And you cannot, you cannot live on hope alone. Right. She's a strong, strong character like Dougal and Colm. Like, you don't fuck with any of those people. Right. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're very, they know, it's, it's all about political machinations. And then Brianna, who went from having no idea what was going on to suddenly being very savvy about it, also weird, um, calls her out on the fact that it would help her as well. You yeah, know, like a, like, yeah. a, like a marriage of families. Suddenly her niece and is married. And do you marrying. remember Jocasta's response to that? Yep. Yeah. She's like, yeah, it would be. It's always, yeah. it's always a blessing to unite two families. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so then, and, and when she says you cannot live on hope alone, you're like, I wonder how many times they're going to say hope in this episode. And I asked you, I don't think you got a chance to today, but I asked you to go back and count how many times in this episode they said the word hope. Because I didn't it was a lot. It. I, There's a I, lot. Yeah. If if someone wants to for us, please, for me <laughs> specifically, because I feel like they said the word hope in this episode about 25 times. No. Like towards the end, I was saying it, it should be a drinking game. If I had to guess and, and I had to put money on it, I Would think you? they said the word hope five times. I'm going to say 17. Okay. That's a gross exaggeration. <laughs> okay. Well, 12. Okay. 12 times. Uh, back to Murdy and to Fergus. They are waiting for Stephen Bonnet to arrive, and he does. And Myrta follows him into a room, and this is the part that I, I found weird. Sorry to cut you off, That's okay. but they're sitting there, and I'm I'm was almost positive that Fergus was like, "I have a plan," and Murtaugh's like, Murtaugh's like, "Okay," and then the next thing you see, just Murtaugh's in his room, pulls a gun on him. It's like, "That's your plan?" I think your, that your, your I think Fergus was... delayed the prostitute because there was a prostitute, and then oh, and then okay. they were going really? up to the room. I just I'm like, that's your plan. Go up and pull a gun on him. That's it was a, great... a little bit convoluted. Good job, Fergus. Yes, and then Murta cold cocks him, as yeah. you said. Yeah, and well, he tries to like be all piratey, and Murta has no time for it. He does. He starts walking up with his yeah. evil talking, yeah. and Murta's like, like Womp. crack. See you later, bitch. And you said. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Murta is the king of men. Close quote, mic drop. I didn't say close quote, mic drop, but yes, I did say <laughs> that, yeah, in this show, Murta is the king of men. Yeah. Jamie like- is is a false prince. It's like he is, he like, Murta, all that guy does is kick ass and yeah. take names, yeah. make good decisions. It's like... He looks and, great with brown hair, looks great with white hair, yeah. any age, any yeah. time. I will, I'll take, if someone's like, you can pick Jamie or Murtaugh to get you out of the situation. Oh, yeah. A thousand times out of a thousand, I am picking yes. Murtaugh. Yeah. Do I need some socks? Jamie's my man. Do I need someone <laughs> to faint on command? Jamie Fraser. Do I need someone to get me out of some trouble or cold cock the bitch pirate? Murtaugh. Every time, yeah. Murtaugh. Or behead. Remember when he beheaded the Duke of Sandringham? I'll cut some other guy's head off for you. I'll do it like Murtaugh. That's the king of men. I know. It's so funny because you just made that observation. And then the next scene What happens the very next scene? With Jamie. Jamie's like, ow, my hand. He's cutting grass <laughs> and he's real frustrated. That's I don't right. know if he's cutting grass. I don't know what he's slicing, but he's like, ow. I hurt my hand. <laughs> and, you were, and you just look over at me like, are you kidding? But it's because he's frustrated because he and Claire are right, off. So I know. He, that's what they're showing. He's just frustrated. But right. it was just like a, a unfortunate coincidence that you just went on and on about how manly Murta is. And everyone calls Jamie the king of men. And then the next scene he's like, ow! Yeah. So Jamie stubs his toe and cries about it. And then what happens? Well, that happens That happens a little bit later, I think. Oh, it's just okay. like the following Jamie right, scene right. is that's going on. Uh, at nighttime, Brianna is hungry, so she goes downstairs <laughs> to get something to eat. Oh, right. Yeah, and she, she walks goes to the on Lord John Gray and that other... The super, outed guy. The super tall guy. Right. Yeah, that she outed. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, they're outing and inning. Yeah, and yeah. I felt, and I don't know what you think, but this is 
a digression from the book. She did figure out that John Gray was gay, but it, he wasn't, this is a very powerful man who has been successfully in the closet for years. Yeah. Is, would he really do that? That, I mean, like, all they needed to show was him, like, holding hands with the guy, or she could have just observed something. Like, did she need to see that in an open hallway with no, like, it's, it's, it's inconsistent with his character, right? right? Lord John Gray would be way more careful than that. Yeah, I agree with you. It seemed really, like, and it seemed very in the open. Yeah, there wasn't even a door. Yeah, I... I, He could have been caught by anyone. And here's the thing, I'll say it again. He's been in the closet successfully for years. Yeah. And you don't hide it for that long yeah, by mean, doing that yeah find an actual closet if you like it's it's you know something <laughs> yeah, with a door good point yeah, yeah. Like, like i don't know but i, I guess they needed i mean they for... gotta beat gotta beat the outlander viewer over the head with it yeah so she yeah. knows he's for sure right gay. it's like for sure gay 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 yes so then of course the next morning she wakes up and phaedra's all excited and says i have really good news the Hobbit is going to propose to you. <laughs> She's not excited about that. She's not, and she then goes to Which meet Which is also with... weird. Like, you meet someone the night before, and you're just going to propose the next day? Well, well you know, was... I mean, she's beautiful. She's from a good family, and he felt like there was chemistry there, I guess. Right. Okay. It wasn't, it wasn't like how it is nowadays, Joe. You didn't no. like meet and flirt for a while. I think some, some people dates. did, but I don't think maybe maybe in the the higher end worlds they did not. I don't know. It just seems the whole thing seems gross to me. Well, good thing you didn't live back then because you would have had to propose to someone that you didn't know, and that would have been difficult. For I would you. not have liked that. No, because it wouldn't have been you. I mean, it might have been me. Why isn't it me? If you're back there, why am I not that's back fair. there? That's fair. Good why point. I don't know. I it would have been you. the person that you just see at first glance and say, yep, that's it. This got weird. Okay, where, <laughs> where, uh, <laughs> what's happening next? So she tells Lizzie to be as discreet as she possibly can. And Lizzie's like, you have my word, mistress. It's Which like, don't ask Lizzie to do well, anything, yeah, Brianna. That's right. Lizzie's spray painting on the side of the house right now. <laughs> Brianna, uh... Meets up with John Gray, yeah, and proposes to him. Right, she take yeah, she she's like, I gotta go talk to to JG. Mm-hmm. They go on a walk, and then when he says, mm, not gonna happen, not gonna happen, she, she blackmails him, threatens him, <laughs> yeah. blackmails him, yeah, and then he basically he calls her bluff. He calls her bluff and says, it's really uncomfortable because mm. she's basically threatening to. Um, blackmail him and then he's sort of threatening to rape her so yeah. it's like it's like oh guys yeah. what is well then i like where she's like i'll tell my dad and he's like he already knows well he says you're <laughs> assuming he doesn't yeah. already know yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that was it's it's a it's a tricky scene for sure and they somehow managed to become friends yeah which is I, hard to do after you've well, threatened to blackmail someone and quasi rape them i just think john gray is such a good guy that he just yeah and he's like and we've learned that john barry can create chemistry with anyone. with anyone a block of wood even Lindsay. i don't lizzie if he had a scene <laughs> with her um which hopefully he doesn't but you know what Although i he might i do quite clearly remember this scene in the book and what he actually says to her is he's much more open to Brianna about how he feels about Jamie right and he doesn't I guess it's the same sort of threat but he basically says you're playing with fire because I am in love with your father and you look a lot like him so don't Right. Don't challenge me. All I need to, to do is squint, my... chick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. I just, he says something very direct like right. that in the book. He's like, Are you forgetting how much you look like your father? Yeah. Like, I'm into him. And in the book, they always describe her as like really tall and really big. And yeah. it's like, He's it's, got bangs. Yeah. You got bangs. Yeah. We got bangs. Yes. Yeah. So they sit down. And you started getting, because she wants to marry him, but he says, I'm not going to marry you. And you're like, why would she marry a man from the past? Yeah, this this part makes no sense to me. And you tried to explain it to me at the time. And I didn't, I I don't get it. Because she goes in, she's going to accept Hobbit's proposal. Right, but I don't understand why she would feel the obligation to marry a man from the past at all. Because her plan is and always has been to go back to the future. 
But, okay, so, but what is she supposed to do right now? She lives in that house with Jocasta. All those people judging her, judging Jocasta. She's not leaving for months until Claire and Jamie bring Roger. She's not going anywhere. So she's in that environment. Hide in a shed. It's North Carolina in the wilderness. Like, just... Hide in the shed. Find a place to go. She's been violated by a man. There are bears. There are bears. It is not, you would not hide in a shed. That is not or the solution. Somewhere, you're telling me she Jocasta can't hide her? She has like a bajillion acres of land. There isn't a cottage somewhere she can just go live in like a weirdo spinster? But everyone knows she's there. Well, but people can leave. People leave all the time. People go places. That so just she's happens. just supposed to hide in, have, a sh- in a dark room? Yeah, she doesn't have like Facebook. She doesn't have to like check she's in pregnant. at Jocasta's manor. to walk around like, and get fresh air and eat and socialize. She can't. colonial... America, there's nothing but fresh air. Like, everywhere is fresh air. But people are going to see her, and then they'll know that she's bringing I'm just saying, I I find it truly stupid. I hear what you're saying, because you're like, this shouldn't be relevant to her, because she's going back. Right. But it's very relevant, because she's stuck there right now. Right? Like, she has to live in the time that she's in. It makes no... I, I... I guess I understand what you're saying, but it makes no logical sense to me whatsoever why she would tie herself to another man she she doesn't even know, let alone love. She's going to have to sleep with him, you know, and and live with him and essentially be his wife. And then that's just another mess to get the hell out of. So why why would she do it? Just do anything but that. Go back to, like, hell, get Jocasta to take her back to... Fraser's Ridge. Fraser's Ridge and find Murtaugh and be like, hey, I need you to look after me. What do you think he's going to be like, no way? Like, you know, like, like there are options. And just have her baby in the middle of the ridge with Murtaugh? Yeah. The, find mean, a doctor, find something. Like, there are other options other than getting married to a total strange weirdo lech. Like, that is, that is low on the list of options. The John Gray thing makes sense because she can just basically hide in his shed or yeah, whatever, like that does make sense, you know, like she she and the, she the reason she proposed is because she thought he was gay and wouldn't have. Like, and she, she says, "I don't have to live with you, right. but I should go back with you at first. Yeah, like but I'll then just I'll come be back. your beard, and we can I can have my baby, and everybody's cool. Like that makes sense. Yeah. But the fact that she then has to that that she's like, oh, okay, well, I guess I got to marry the lecherous hobbit. Like that, it couldn't make any less sense. To I don't me. think she has a choice. I Every, really, I, I think she has a choice. I think you're speaking as a man. Really? Yes. I think you I think I don't am. know what it's like to be pregnant and... In the 1800s or 1700s? I don't. I don't. on a plantation. I don't. You don't know what that's like. I'm just going to go ahead and say that you don't either. <laughs> but but that's that's not... That has nothing to do with male or female. I, you know what? If anything, maybe it's because I'm a man, but if anything, I just feel like I'm... I think Brianna has already shown she's more empowered than that. She's taken her life into her... She decided to, like, get a weird costume and travel to Scotland and go back in time and, like, get a boat and go across... Like, this isn't exactly some... She's not, like, a meek flower that's never done anything daring or, you know, like, risque before. Like, why pick now to fold, like, a cheap suit? Because she's been... She's stuck in this time. She's not with her mother. mm -hmm. She's not with her father. She's trying to find Roger. Right. She's been violated. Yeah, no, I, I... She's going through stuff. Okay, well, I just... It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I hear what you're saying. I do I do hear what okay. you're saying. And when we were watching it, you're like, why is she doing this? Yeah, why is she doing this? Um, I want better for her. I know you do. Yeah. So she is about to say yes to The Hobbit, and Lord John Gray walks in and saves the day. Yes, he does. And he's charm, charm, charm. He just walks in and charm, 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 charm. Did you tell them? Charm, 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 charm. And the Hobbit is super pissed. And he and Jocasta is like, well, thanks so much for coming Have by. a good day. Even and though just, she was just being like, this yeah. is going to be a blessed union right. as soon as Lord John, because this is actually oh, like a... it's a better blessed union it's a, now. <laughs> it's a better blessed union. Yeah, and then Hobbit just like pissy bitches out. He's like, meh, meh, meh. And he like, he leaves. Yeah. Well, that's what you do when someone's standing there saying charm, 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 charm. charm. charm, 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 charm. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. So, uh... And, and, and Bran is happy. Yeah, she yeah. is. Yeah. Because this is the best, best case scenario for everybody. It really is. For yes. everybody, really. Uh, meanwhile... Except in six or seven months when she just disappears off the face of the earth <laughs> and people blame John Gray for her murder. But other than that, <laughs> totally fine. 
You don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. Probably something dumber than that. Actually, what do you think is going to happen? Like, in this, like... I'll tell we you. We never talk about it. But like, I never talk about it. The, and I what, don't want... This is what I don't want from you right now. I don't want to hear, I don't care, I don't know, because I it's don't not, care. It's not that but I don't... But if you actually, like, I'm going to give you a million dollars if you're right. Like, what's going to happen? Are Claire and Jamie going to find Roger? Are Roger... Like, tell me what you think is going to happen. Well, Roger and Brianna are definitely going to get back together, because this is a cheese ball romance show. So they're definitely going to go back, get back together. In this uh, time? Sometime. Okay, well, the reason that I'm asking, though, is because you, out of anyone in the whole world, are the best at predicting the future of stories, like whether it's a book or a TV show or a movie, you can always predict it. But I feel like, despite the complaining about the show, you often are unable to predict what's going to happen. So... The show has, you know, the things that I'm able to predict have some logic to it, and this show generally has none, which is why... You can't it, predict it, it. it. Isn't that a fun ride? No. Okay. Okay. Well, anyways, moving on, because we do need to get to the end of this episode. Um, Claire, Jamie, and young Ian find the man that was traveling right. with Roger. Right. Which bugged you, because you were like, what is this? CSI Scotland or CSI North, North Carolina? Carolina? Like, yeah. how do they know? But it's because he's missing a couple fingers, right. and young Ian Seriously. recognizes young Ian, the coat. the most perceptive human being on the face of the earth. So then they... They bury him. Yeah. And they zoom in on Jamie adding a rock to the grave and and um, praying. Blessing himself. Blessing yeah. himself. And you were like, okay, guys, no rush. Roger's just being pulled behind a horse, but let's spend some time rock burying a stranger. Like yeah, you were. I, just another weird thing. It's like we're, we're in a big hurry, but let's take a lot of time burying this guy who's already very, very dead. Yes. Yes. But they were respectful. The next scene is Claire and Jamie going into a tent at night. And you said, oh my God, are they going to shoehorn a sex scene into this episode? Because I'd pretty much had enough by this time, yeah. Right. So Claire apologizes to Jamie for her part in the misunderstanding with Stephen right. Bonnet, which I think you appreciated. Yeah, well, about time. And then they have makeup sex. Right. But they fade to black. Right. Which a lot of people were upset Yeah, about. you just get three or four clothed hip thrusts and then it's over. And you were like, that's why Katrina Wolf gets that Golden Globe nomination right. every the, time. There's those four hip thrusts. Convincing. But Convincing thrusts. I, I mean, I, I follow all the Outlander fan pages on Facebook and you know there's some women that are like, why would they fade to black? Why right. don't we Jamie get to see... Jamie didn't even take his shirt off. Yeah, and it's like... I said to you, I'm like, why are you disappointed? Like, why would you be disappointed about that? They have movies that you can buy where they show people having sex. That's right. But And if you don't want the actual, like, like the really, like, graphic porn, they have, like, softcore, which maybe would be I more up no their idea. alley. But, like, why do you need to see that in this show with these characters? These it's are, not... Because it's their porn. It's not... I guess so. It's I guess the so. the Club. Anyways, interestingly enough, I have a friend, and she is only a show watcher, but she does love the show, and she told me that she's just not feeling Claire and Jamie anymore. Really? She's not feeling the chemistry, and she said she used to watch the show for the fantasy, and she said the two of them sitting in a tent talking about their different parenting strategies and how stressful it is when their daughter is doing things or they're worried about their daughter. She's like, that's not sexy to me. So then right. watching them have sex, I'm just looking at them as like parents. And right. that's not that's not why I tune into Outlander. And what do you want to think about their mom and dad? And so she's like, does anyone else feel this way? Is it just me? So does anyone else feel this way? To yeah, me, they're still your... Claire and Jamie. They're still super hot. Right. I assume largely no. Right. Anyways, they they finish there, or they, they it fades to black. Right. And the they, final we don't scene, know if they finish there. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know if they finish. The final scene is Roger arriving at the Mohawks camp. Camp. Right. And he has to run the gauntlet. Yeah. So he's like, "What's going on?" And the guy doesn't I know. Say and doesn't anything? he deliver that line so well, Richard Rankin? God, you just eat up the way, He could just he the could way, belch. No, and but he like, like looks belch. side to side, and you can see that he's developed a relationship with this head mohawk to the right. point where he's like, "What's going on?" Like, yeah. And he just pushes him in. Yeah. And there's a moment halfway through where he realizes what's happening, mm -hmm. and he kind of like looks to the end of the line. Yeah. And then they smoke him in the face. And he stands up to be like, I know what I have to do. I've got to get to. And then Whack. they smoke him in the line. Episode over. It's over. It's done. Yeah. 
Did he make it to the end of the gauntlet? We'll we'll, never know. We'll find out. I'm guessing yes. So how many loin points would you give this episode? Oh, I don't know. How many did I give the last one? Don't. Joe, just look at it as a freestanding episode. 27. 27. Okay, I would give it... 90. Oh, a little up from last week. Yeah. But down from your usual run of I 100. I mean, it's pretty Brianna heavy. And yeah, I and you struggle. don't like Brianna. I do struggle with the character and the actress. I, I That's, that's going to bring it down. I feel like this is the feature of this show. I feel like the rest of the show, they're leaning towards it being Brianna heavy. Well, luckily, there were so many other amazing characters in this, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they have upped the supporting characters a ton in this season, and that's what's really saved it. Yeah. Like, Oh, totally. Like, this season is not nearly as awful as last season. Last Season, season was, 4 is a good season. It's... By Solid. Outlander standards, yeah. it is a good season, yeah. and and it's because they are they they've really upped their game with supporting cast members. Okay, uh, MVP. Murtaugh. Me too. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> king, of, the true the, king of men. The true king of men. Uh, favorite scene. Where he cold cocks Stephen Bonnet like a biatch and sends him to the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Also, we we didn't talk about just really quickly. He gets oh. captured by the popo. <laughs> That's oh, kind of big, and but he saves Fergus. Yeah, he 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 basically sacrificed himself for Fergus. Yeah, yeah, King of Men. It's he, a good maneuver. Yeah, that was yeah. A good. We'll maneuver. see what happens with him, but yeah. So same MVP. Uh, favorite scene is when he yeah the the, the like season. Okay. I mean, the plan made no sense, but I like the scene because I've been looking for Stephen Bonnet to take it in the mouth for a while. My favorite scene was between him and Marsley. Oh, really? Yeah, because they were doing a great job, and I was like... You can't <gasps> fantasize about Claire and Jamie anymore, like, so you're going to fantasize about... I bet they're about... having sex. <laughs> and then, least favorite scene? Um. Oh, you know what my least favorite scene was? What? A scene that we didn't talk about. Oh, no, what was it? The It was the scene where after John Gray proposes... Yeah? And he comes out on the porch, and they're talking... It's my least favorite scene. Oh, right. It because, was, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm going to talk about now. It's my least favorite scene because you'd think at some point John Gray would be like, oh, by the way, my son is your brother. Yeah, so you're going to be the stepmother That's to your brother. Kind that of a thing. He kept saying that over and over. You're and, like, why isn't he saying that? And they brought him up. They brought up Willie. Yeah. And you think that he would have been like, by the way, you've been honest with me. It's my turn. You're now uh, your brother's mom. Yeah. And I don't know if that is a weird thing for you or not, but that just happened. That's gonna so, happen. And he says something about hope, and you're like, God, what is the and title hope of this? Again, we're what say, is the title of this show? We say hope a lot. Yeah, that's what this episode is <laughs> called. We say hope a lot. Please go back and count for me. Um, yeah, so that that annoyed me okay. to no end. So my least favorite scene was the one with uh, John Gray having the romantic encounter with his dalliance dalliance just because it was so out of yeah i'm like guys no john gray is too smart for this come on now yeah it it definitely seemed that he wouldn't have left himself that exposed no so there you have it there you have it yet another edition of loinland the most unofficial outlander podcast on the internet or anywhere thanks for listening see you next week see you next week Check, 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 mic check, one, two. Mic check, one, two. Mic check, one, two. Check, check, one, two. Check, check, one, two.